volunteer state. It's time to join the nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of Rivals and Ballquest.com. Presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Breaking news and giving expert analysis. For the next hour, Chris and Austin will take your calls on college athletics around the SEC and the nation. College football, basketball, special guests, recruiting, and more. The nation. Hosted on location by Texas Roadhouse. Sponsored by Mortgage Investors Group. Celebrating 30 years and the number one lender in the state of Tennessee. Learn more at MIGonline.com. By Texas Roadhouse, your home for legendary food and legendary service. 12 area East Tennessee restaurants. By Marathon. Want to get a full tank of freedom? Stop by your neighborhood marathon station. Marathon. Fueling the American spirit. By Blue Bunny Ice Cream. Available in Neyland Stadium and Thompson Bowling Arena. By Tennessee LASIK Associates. Proud supporter of the Tennessee Volunteers. See the difference with Tennessee LASIK and by Coors Light, the world's most refreshing beer. Coors Light, made to chill. Celebrate responsibly. Distributed across the volunteer state by Cherokee Distributing. The Nation is also brought to you by... Yeah, Austin, good afternoon. It's uh, It was kind of a wild ride when all the dust finally settled this afternoon. Like you said, I, uh, you know, dating back to last night and seeing how things were progressing, thought Tennessee was going to be headed to Nashville, to the Music City Bowl, and I thought that was kind of going to be the thing. There was a lot of chatter this afternoon, but lo and behold, Music City Bowl and the SEC went in a different direction. And now I think Tennessee fans, and I think, you know, uh, pretty much the whole mantra of this bowl season, I think this is what Tennessee fans wanted, a bowl game down near the new year, January the 2nd in Florida, a chance to, you know, show showcase a bowl game to some recruits down in that area, and just a chance to get out of the state. So I, I think Tennessee fans are certainly pleased and happy uh, that the Volunteers will be headed down to the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl now that, again, all the dust settled here on a Sunday afternoon. Well, there's no doubt that Tennessee wanted, or Tennessee fans wanted Jacksonville. They wanted Florida. They didn't care whether it was, you know, they would have been happy going anywhere in the Sunshine State because it's a destination. They can, you know, take a late year trip, an early 2020 trip, down to the beach or just into the warmer weather and 
and just enjoy watching Tennessee play. And so they are really excited. I know some people at Tennessee preferred Nashville just based off the fact that they could have a recruit come to the game and, and, and really have that happen in more droves. It won't happen as much in Jacksonville. You can have some of those guys that you're recruiting in southern Georgia or in the northern Florida area come to the game there on the 2nd of January. But it, it will be more about the fans, the experience there, and uh, Tennessee will be playing an Indiana team that has really had a really, really good year under Tom Allen, who is, uh, I believe, in his third or fourth year at Indiana and doing a really nice job there. Yeah, as always. And, you know, uh, again, the Music City Bowl went ahead and went with the uh, representative from the SEC, that being Mississippi State, and they will take on Louisville. Tennessee will take on Indiana. As you mentioned, the Hoosers 8-4 and four on the season, uh, finished 5-4 and four in Big Ten Conference play, fourth in the Big uh, 10 East, which is, you know, that uh, that gauntlet of division with Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, uh, defeated Purdue 44-41 to in double OT and the finale of the regular season back on November the 30th. Uh, you know, the wins aren't really going to impress anybody for Indiana. You know, went over Rutgers, Maryland, Nebraska, Northwestern, and Purdue in conference play. But the losses, all four losses on the season for Indiana have come to ranked teams inside conference play, that being Ohio State and blowout Fashkin, Michigan State in a nine-point ball game, Penn State in a touchdown ball game, and Michigan in a blowout fashion as well. But there's some players for Indiana. I think this is a, this is a game that is going to be competitive. I don't know kind of the talk, Austin, throughout the week was, you know, when looking at when projecting bowls and potential opponents, do you want to play a good team or do you want to play a team that you think you can get an easy win against and move on to win number eight on the season. And by no means do I think it's going to be an easy win, um, you know, against Indiana, but that certainly falls in the category when comparison to potentially playing a Minnesota, Wisconsin, or another team like that. Couldn't agree more. I do think that the uh, athletes, uh, you know, for Indiana are not as good as some of the potential teams that Tennessee could have faced. They've had a really good year. You look at the four teams they've lost to, as you just pointed out, Michigan State, Michigan, Penn State, and Ohio State, those are all tradition-rich programs. And they hung with Penn State, and they hung with Michigan State. And so you can expect this to be a feisty bunch of Hoosiers. And I do expect them to play Tennessee tough, but it's hard not to think that Tennessee will not be the favorite in this game based off of playmakers, based off of conference. But the game's not played based off of playmakers and conference. It's not played on paper. It'll be played... Uh, amongst these two teams in Tennessee will obviously not have Juwan Jennings for the first half. And then Brandon Kennedy, his status is up in the air after having a knee scope last week. The nation is presented across the state of Tennessee each week by our friends at Mortgage Investors Group celebrating 30th anniversary serving Tennesseans. VA loans offer low competitive interest rates, no down payments necessary, and no private mortgage insurance. Start thinking about owning a home today with Mortgage Investors Group can help you get started. Austin, you brought up a key point there, and that really took over the conversation for much of the week. You had the incident with Juwan Jennings and just a couple minutes left in that fourth quarter against Vanderbilt. We discussed it a little bit on last week's uh, show, but the SEC comes down with a suspension for Juwan Jennings. He will have to sit for a half of Tennessee's bowl game, which we now know is the Tax Lair Gator Bowl against Indiana. And uh, your thoughts on the suspension for uh, Tennessee's playmaker, the dog, number 15, Juwan Jennings? Well, it, it kind of is what it is. 
and uh, Tennessee uh, knew that it might be coming. I, I still think it's hard to justify it based off the fact that he was not looking down at the Vanderbilt player when he uh, made contact with his face, with his foot. And uh, I don't think you can definitively say that he did that on purpose. And so there was no flags. People are in the stadium to review such things. Nothing. There was no reviews that took place. To happen after the fact just seems a little hollow to me. But, again, it is what it is. He'll miss the first half. And then in the second half, he will try to do something that less than 10 receivers have ever done at Tennessee, and that's get over 1,000 yards receiving. He needs about 60 yards or so to get over that 1,000 plateau. And uh, one one big catch like last week could happen. Yeah, and I, I think – the, you know, there, there were conversations had. Phil Fulmer, Tennessee Athletic Director, came out and released a statement saying that he spoke to Grant Sankey. They had conversations. They support the suspension. will uphold it. And then he went on to praise Juwan Jennings, saying he's been nothing but a class act and he's been outstanding for the Tennessee football program this season and beyond. And, and I think from a fan's perspective, you're at least happy that you get to see some more Juwan Jennings. You get to see two quarters of Juwan Jennings for the final time in a Tennessee uniform. My personal opinion, it's it's more or less – if you, you know, in your investigation, in your conversations, if you, if you determine that there was some intent there, if you, if you can decipher that, then suspend them the whole game. But if you can't, then why suspend them at all? So I think the half game is kind of a mute point. But as you said, it's, it's over with, it's done with. It really doesn't matter. But uh, best of luck to Juwan Jennings as he does try to do something that hasn't been done in quite some time. And that'd be really the cherry on top for Juwan Jennings, his season. It's been a phenomenal season and really his entire, you know, roller coaster career here at Tennessee. Well, you get a bet he's going to be a uh, oh, he's going to be rambunctious coming out of the locker room there at halftime, and uh, expect him to uh, have a lot of energy that he brings in the second half. And who knows where Tennessee's at in the football game at that point? They could be behind, they could be way ahead. Who knows? And so uh, you expect him to give everything he's got for that last twenty-four or last thirty minutes of football uh, there in Jacksonville. Got a lot coming up here on tonight's The Nation, and uh, Chris Lowe said to join us here in just a little bit. Both uh, Chris and Austin out on location, working hard very much this weekend. A lot of news has gone on around the college football world. We have a college football playoff that is finally set. We have bowl games to talk about. A couple new head coaches uh, have been hired, one in the SEC that Tennessee fans are very familiar with, another down in the ACC uh, getting from the west portion of the state. So going to talk a lot about that. But really, you know, again, Tennessee – the Gator Tax Slayer Bowl will square off against Indiana, and uh, it's an Indiana squad that's 8-4 and four on the year. That's set to take place on January uh, the 2nd. So with Tennessee, the way the season started is, you know, we kind of bring this first uh, first portion of the show to a close, Austin. The way this team started the season, you know, 0-2, 1-4, lost to Georgia State, lost to BYU. We've talked about it. We've talked about it. Just to get to a bowl, become bowl eligible, that was, that was a big monumental thing. Now, in the grand scheme of things, getting a win – in a bowl game, unless it's, you know, a New Year's Six or really, at the end of the day, unless it's a college football playoff, uh, it doesn't mean a whole lot. But those 15 practices you're allotted uh, just to continue to grow with younger players, it's huge. But what would a win mean for Tennessee to finish out this season, second year under Jeremy Pruitt, heading in to the 2020 season? The early signing period will already be behind us. What would a, a win mean for Tennessee over Indiana in the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl? Well, I think it would mean continued momentum. I mean, you look at Tennessee's season and how they started at 1-4, and four, as you just chronicled, to get to this point to where they're playing in Florida and have won six of seven, won five in a row, 
if they can make it seven of eight and six in a row, you roll into the offseason at eight and five. Georgia obviously did not capitalize the last couple of years on what I think were really great football teams. Um, and then today, you, you, Trey Biddy, who covers Arkansas, just tweeted out just uh, you know 10 or 15 minutes ago that Sam Pittman is going to be the next head coach at Arkansas. That weakens Georgia. And so it will be interesting to see how this all plays out going forward. But I think that the momentum from winning in Jacksonville will be massive for Tennessee because a lot of these young kids that will be back, they're going to play an integral part come January 2nd. They played an integral part down the stretch. The Quavaris Crouches, the Henry Tolotoos, you know, just an impressive group. Jalen McCullough, what Tennessee got done with that 2019 class will go a long way to building this thing back up because it looks, as of now, like they don't really have any bust in that class. Like all these players, the Eric Grays, um, Wanya Morris, Darnell Wright, you feel like they're going to help this football team going forward for years to come. And even the guys that didn't play this year, Tennessee's really excited about Chris Ocperogane, Jackson Lampley, Elijah Simmons. So, you know, this, this bowl game's big for all this young group to build towards that 2020 year. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, this 2019 class, and we, we are less than, what, two weeks, about 10 days away from the start of the early signing period here in the 2020 class. And when you look back at that 2019 signing class, man, it, it was a real good one. Now, do you have the five stars right now in this class? No, but you have a lot of momentum carrying on. And, again, when you look at that class, you mentioned it. You put it out there perfectly. Even the guys that didn't headline, that didn't play a whole lot, like the Jackson Lampleys, the Chris Ockperogades, you know, Will Friend, Jeremy Pruitt, very high on them. But you saw a bevy of Henry Tuolotuo, Coveris Crouch, and, and just keeping that momentum. So a lot to talk about. Early signing period coming up uh, next week. New coaches around the college football world. The college football playoff field is set. We had championship Saturday. We'll discuss all that. Lots to get into here on this week's edition of The Nation with Austin Price. Chris Lowe set to join us here momentarily. I'm Eric Kane as you listen to The Nation back in just a moment. Fans, each and every week, we could not put on this show without our friends at Texas Roadhouse. You can bring the whole family out to enjoy Kids Night at Texas Roadhouse. Visit TexasRoadhouse.com to find out the details about your favorite location. And Texas Roadhouse is your home for hand-cut steaks, fall-off-the-bone ribs, made-from-scratch sides, dressings, fresh-baked bread, ice-cold beer, and legendary margaritas. When Chrissy Ray and Chuck Tunkin founded Mortgage Investors Group in 1989, the idea was simple. Help people realize the American dream. 29 years and 115,000 clients later, Mortgage Investors Group is the number one lender in Tennessee. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to do your mortgage, but it does take a promise. At MIG, it is their joy to keep promises. Go to MIGonline.com and let them get started on your American dream today. MIG is an equal housing lender. Mortgage License 109111. Right now, you can get five cents off every gallon of fuel every day. That's five cents off every gallon with Make It Count Rewards from Marathon. Plus, you can earn points for additional savings on fuel, airfare, hotels, and more. It's quick and easy to join. Just visit makeitcount.com slash radio or download the free app. So start saving today with Make It Count from Marathon. Offer valid only at participating Marathon locations. Marathon, fueling the American spirit. 
It takes talent and grit to win a sports championship, and the same is true in flooring. With our master installers and flooring experts, Frazier's brings the best team to your floor. Call us at 546-4850 to win the new floor championship. Everything for the floor, from the team you trust more, Frazier's. Cheering on the basketball balls, you can generate a mighty powerful thirst. Be the all-star of your next Hoops watch party by passing out some bottle-cold Coors Light to your Big Orange teammates. It's the winning edge to any good time in Tennessee. Two great things that were made great for each other. Rocky Top and Rocky Mountain Cold Coors Light. Great beer, great responsibility. Distributed across Big Orange Country by Cherokee Distributing. Who remind you when you crack open a cold Coors Light, remember to celebrate responsibly. And as always, 21 means 21. This is The Nation, presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted on location by Texas Roadhouse. Now, back to Chris and Austin. All right, we welcome you back into The Nation. Chris Lowe, Austin Price out on location. I am Eric Kane. Austin Price is joining me now, however, and we're talking college football playoff. Uh, the playoff field is set. Bowls are out there. It is known Tennessee heading down to Jacksonville, as we all thought that might be. But, of course, it was a... A wild ride this afternoon, but January the 2nd, Tennessee will square off against Indiana in the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. But Austin Price, as we come back in here for the second segment of the nation tonight, it was championship Saturday and how that college football playoff field was set. We had a good idea that even with a loss to LSU, even with a loss to Ohio State, uh, that those two teams would most likely remain in, but they handle business. Uh, Oklahoma squeaks in there as the big uh, 12 champion with the loss in the Pac-12 championship Friday night to Utah. Uh, but really, in the SEC, it all went the way we thought it would, meaning LSU would get a win. But 37-10, to a dominating effort. And Austin, from the get-go, first play of the game, Jake Fromm, a long incompletion to Tyler Simmons down the middle. And that kind of summed up the day for the Bulldogs. Yeah, Georgia dominated from start to finish uh, by LSU. And LSU's the number one team in the college football playoff that deserves to be the number one team. They played a gauntlet of a schedule. And, you know, you just have to be impressed by everything that Ed Orgeron and his staff got done this year. Obviously, Joe Burrow has uh, kind of lit the college football world on fire with the way he's played. But it's more than just him. I mean, defensively, they are really playing well. Um, they're just you know, running the football extremely well, good and good play in the secondary like they always do. They're actually, you know, they like to be known as DBU down there at LSU. Um, but getting good play up front. And then the number of receivers, everybody loves to talk about, you know, Waddle and Jerry Judy and those guys for Alabama. But, you know, Jamar Chase and, and LSU, they have got a nice collection of wide receivers down there. And uh, this is just a complete football team that I think will roll Oklahoma in the first uh, round of the college football playoff in the semifinals. And then we'll be tested, I think, by either Ohio State or Clemson. Yeah, it's going to be LSU against the fourth seed Oklahoma. That'll be in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl in Atlanta uh, December the 28th. These Both these semifinal games are going to be on Saturday, December the 28th. The other one, the second seeded Buckeyes of Ohio State, We'll take on the third-ranked Tigers of Clemson, the defending national champs. That'll be and the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl uh, in Glendale, Arizona. But, yeah, in the SEC championship game, I mean, just a total domination. You put it best. LSU, 481 yards of total offense to Georgia's 286. 
Uh, Burrow was doing a Burrow things, four touchdowns, about 350 yards passing. And uh, Jake Fromm, a little turnover happy at times, two interceptions in that game. Georgia can never get the run game going. But again, credit to LSU. And I know against that loss or that loss two years ago, Detroit, a lot of people had Ed Orgeron on the hot seat, but uh, he's been a really nice story in college football the last two years. You couple that with Joe Burrow, of course, um, but nobody, I don't think anybody loves uh, the place he, he coaches that more than, than Ed Orgeron. And well, they have the, uh, was it really any discussion of who was going to be the number one ranked team when it was all said and done, seeing the way LSU dominated Georgia and seeing the way Ohio State had to come from behind by a couple of scores to overtake Wisconsin in that Big Ten championship? Well, I don't think so, Eric, but you had that anti-SEC crowd, the Joel Klatt of the world, that were leading the charge for Ohio State to be the number one seed um, and citing overall record, like the, or as far as from the standpoint of teams you played, the records that they currently have, Ohio State has the best record against you know the rest of the teams. Um, you know, but I do think that LSU just played a too tough a schedule not to give them the number one team. They play in a tougher league. They play in a tougher division. Now they'll play an Oklahoma team with Jalen Hurts, at quarterback, who is all too familiar with playing in the Dome in Atlanta. I mean, if you go back a couple of years, he gets benched against Georgia in the national championship game. Tua comes in, leads the comeback for the win. Last year in the SEC championship game, the roles are reversed. He comes in there and helps lead the comeback against Georgia in the SEC championship game, which it helps lead Alabama all the way to the title game before they lost to Clemson. And now, again, he's back in the Dome in Atlanta playing in the college football playoff, just not for Oklahoma. Fans, VolWallArt.com, the official online photo store of the Vols, wants to help you deck your walls with the Vols this holiday season. Visit VolWallArt.com right now for their Beyond Black Friday sale. Enjoy 30% off of your purchase. Simply enter GBO30 at checkout. That's volwallart.com, your source for exclusive Tennessee athletic prints, canvases, and posters. You mentioned LSU and, and just the resume that it accumulated 13 and 0 this season. Uh, it was the fifth win yesterday in the against AP top 10 teams this season. That ties a record in the AP poll dating all the way back to 1936 for most top 10 victories in a single year. We'll talk Ohio State in a minute, but LSU's. Uh, opponents in the first round of the playoffs for the college football playoffs it'll be the chick-fil-a peach bowl will be oklahoma you mentioned right there jalen hurts and again we're talking great stories you know the burrows the orgerons of the world but jalen hurts even you know the the you know the biggest tennessee fans you know someone that bleeds the most orange you can't help but not root for a kid like jalen hurts seeing his story getting benched in the national championship waiting his turn, coming back last year, a year ago, yesterday, essentially, leading his team to a victory in the SEC championship, and then so on. Oklahoma is in the college football playoffs. Once again, took down Baylor, survived against Baylor in uh, overtime, uh, paired with, of course, the Georgia and the Utah losses. But, you know, the Sooners, the number four-ranked team might not be favored in this game, but the number four-ranked team in the playoffs have more titles in the last five years than number one ranked teams heading into the playoffs. So how do you like, I, I think you mentioned earlier, LSU should win this one, but how do you like the Sooners and, and Jalen Hurts squaring off in this matchup? I just think no matter who got in as the four seed, was going to get run by Ohio State, they were going to get run by you know Clemson or LSU. And in this case, it's LSU. Um, Oklahoma has struggled to 
kind of find its footing. Now, they found ways to win games down the stretch, but it's not been pretty. And I would expect LSU to win that game really, really easily. I think they're going to be motive, And uh, I just expect them to play really, really well. And I don't think it's a good matchup for Oklahoma at all. So LSU and Oklahoma will square off in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Now let's talk Buckeyes, Ohio State. It'll be the two seed against Clemson, the three seed. That'll be in the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. Ohio State had an early hole against Wisconsin. Wisconsin just got blew out earlier in the season. It was a rematch. I thought that Jonathan Taylor came on with that long scoring run uh, there in the uh, first part of the game. I thought Cone played pretty well to begin things off. Wisconsin had a lot of momentum, but it's four quarters, obviously, in a football game. Ohio State showed why it's, you know, if not the best team, it's the number two team in the country as it was able to climb out of that hole to win by 13 points over Wisconsin. But Justin Fields, a Georgia transfer, uh, he came on. He's had a fantastic season, threw for three touchdowns, 300 yards. J.K. Dobbins did his thing. Uh, but it looks like it's going to be, you know, and, and let me ask you this, too. You know, Clemson, and Dabo Sweeney's reminded us all week, you know, how Clemson's not getting any praise. Uh, it's you know, fifth straight year. It won the national title in 2016, 2018. Hasn't lost since the 2017 season. But are we are we sleeping on Clemson here? We talk about Ohio State, but Clemson's going to be sitting right there saying, hey, we're still here. It's not going to be a cakewalk to the title game. 100% sleeping on Clemson. I actually think Clemson will beat Ohio State. I think it's going to be an Phenomenal game, but I just think the wide receivers for Clemson are going to be too tough to guard for Ohio State. I think that Justin Ross, T. Higgins, Amari Rogers, all those guys will be running wide open. I do think that Ohio State will score points too because Clemson's defense, especially along the defensive line, is not as good as it's been. But I just think Clemson's going to score more points in this game and what I think will be a shootout over in Arizona between these two teams. Coming into championship Saturday, Ohio State had the number one ranked defense in the entire country at giving up just 232 yards overall per game. Clemson, on the other hand, had the third ranked offense at 541 yards a game. You mentioned those receivers. Of course, everyone uh, in the East Tennessee area, particularly the Knoxville area, uh, knows of T. Higgins. Nine receptions yesterday, almost almost 200 yards receiving uh, he had the hat trick three touchdowns on the day to go along with trevor lawrence uh who just continues to roll so you know that ohio state defense is superb but are we going to kind of see a shootout almost as if we saw with earlier today um with the saints and uh with the saints today in the nfl forgot who they play but the, the saints had a shootout today in the nfl yeah the saints at 49ers yeah there we go 49ers and the 48 46 um, I would expect, uh, the, I won't say it's 48-46, but I do think that both teams score upper 20s to in the mid-30s, and uh, it's going to be an entertaining game, and I'll just take Trevor Lawrence until he loses a football game. That's fair. Yeah, so uh, LSU over Oklahoma for Austin Price. We'll have uh, Clemson over Ohio State uh, January the 13th in the College Football Playoff National Championship. I know it's a long time away, and we'll have to see how the, the two injury reports stack up. But uh, according to your projections, you'll have LSU against Clemson, the one versus the three. How would you like that potential matchup? I think Clemson and LSU would be a phenomenal game. Um, I just think, that, again, it would be another high-scoring game. I think LSU's defense is better than Clemson's. 
so I would give LSU the edge. But I think it would be a, a dynamite game between two teams and two quarterbacks and then two head coaches that, uh, you know, would make it a lot of fun. All right, so the college football playoff field is set. The bowl the bowl schedule is set as well. Tennessee will head down to Jacksonville January the 2nd to take part in the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. It'll go up against the Indiana Hoosiers. There was some talk this afternoon and last night. Tennessee could be heading back west to the Mid-State, to Nashville, to take on Louisville in the Music City Bowl. But hold on, Tennessee's heading back down south, and I think the fans are really excited about that. So it could be a New Year's uh, vacation down there in Jacksonville, going, getting a little beach in there, getting a little Tennessee football. As Tennessee's going back bowling for the first time since 2016, it'll square off against Indiana in the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. Chris Lowe, who's on location, set to join us here coming up. Austin Price is on location. He'll be back for a couple more segments here on this edition of The Nation. When we return, the early signing period, just less than 10 days away. It'll be next week. Can Tennessee continue this momentum that it charged up in the 2019 class? All those recruits getting some time in and making a difference and, you know, just continuing building on the season ahead into the early signing period. Austin Price of VolQuest.com will get us in check when we return here on this week's edition of The Nation. Stay tuned. Fans for the best selection of Big Orange merchandise, touchdown and hound dogs in West Knoxville. Locally owned and operated Hound Dogs is your one-stop shop for all things Big Orange. To find out more, text HD Radio to 64600. That's HD Radio to 64600. When it's time to get geared up for game day, just think Hound Dogs. This is Dr. Colby Stewart with Tennessee LASIK. It's been a privilege to partner with the Vols for over a decade. Tennessee LASIK has helped thousands improve their vision, including VFL greats Rajon Neal and Will Overstreet. Are you tired of wearing glasses or contact lenses? Visit TNLASIK.com or call 966-9182 to schedule your free consultation today. Tennessee LASIK wants you to see the Vols in 2020. Mortgage Investors Group is the number one residential mortgage lender in the state because they offer superior customer service and their mortgage professionals take pride in finding solutions personalized for you. As your home team lender, the local loan officers at MIG are experts in the market. Whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance, Mortgage Investors Group offers a winning game plan. To get pre-qualified or for information about our locations across Tennessee, visit MIGonline.com. Equal housing lender, license 109111. Hey, Tennessee fans, there's a new player in town. Your favorite Blue Bunny ice cream is now available in Neyland Stadium and at Thompson Bowling Arena. It's time to sack your sweet tooth with Blue Bunny. Made in the ice cream capital of the world, Blue Bunny offers more than 500 varieties of ice cream and novelties. Look for your favorite Blue Bunny products at participating retailers across the state or at concession stands inside Neyland Stadium and Thompson Bowling Arena. Sack your sweet tooth with Blue Bunny. This season, get an assist from the coldest player off the bench, Doseki Cerveza. There's simply no substitute. Dosecchi's has been crafting its famous beer for as long as the Vols have been shooting hoops. We're talking over a century of game day greatness. That's tradition you can taste. Dosecchi's, good from the opening tip. Distributed across Big Orange Country by Cherokee Distributing, who remind you to please enjoy Dosecchi's responsibly. 
This is The Nation, presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted by Texas Roadhouse. Now, back to Chris and Austin. Uh, welcome back into The Nation. Eric Kane, Austin Price joining you here tonight. Chris Lowe on location. And it's time for our favorite parts of each show. It's the Marathon Question of the week want to get a full tank of freedom stop by your neighborhood marathon station that's marathon fueling the american spirit all right ap we are vastly approaching the early signing periods that to take place next wednesday through friday uh, a lot of momentum for tennessee entering this early signing period already 18 commitments for the class of 2020 the uh, entire staff has been all over the country making uh, their rounds throughout the last week and have another big weekend coming up. But uh, where do you see Tennessee finishing up this early signing period when it's all said and done come next Friday? Well, I think, you know, I'm going to give you my kind of where I think they'll be overall once they get through the second signing period. I think Tennessee will be somewhere between 8 and 13 in the country. And, and you know, ultimately – Sure, you want to have a top three class, top five class, but most importantly, you want to have a class, much like you did a year ago, of guys that you evaluated right. Yeah. I think Tennessee would have a shot to do that with some of these players. Um, you're right, Jimmy Pruitt and company have been all over you know, the, the country the last week. I mean, Jimmy Pruitt's been in Kentucky, he's been out in Vegas, he's been in California. He's been all the way back uh, in, in, in Kingston, Tennessee, seeing Cooper Mays. Earlier today, he was out in Memphis for an in-home visit with Omari Thomas, who will announce his decision tomorrow between Tennessee, Auburn, and Texas A&M uh, at his school at Briarcrest at 11 Eastern, 10 Central. So uh, Jeremy Pruitt with the last final sales pitch for Big O, I can player that's highly coveted by this staff maybe the most coveted player in the state for this staff in the 2020 cycle you know where would a big fish like Amari Thomas put Tennessee I mean I know it wouldn't move him considerably up in, in the overall you know rankings but is that enough if, if if Tennessee were to able to land that commitment tomorrow would that move Tennessee from you know maybe 18th to 17th or how would that look yeah I think that would bump him up a spot or so I to, for Tennessee to get, you know, where I'm talking about getting, they've got to, you know, continue to recruit really well. They've got to land guys like Darnell Washington, the five-star tight end on Las Vegas. They've got to land Omari, land Omari Thomas, obviously. Um, Tyler Barron at Knoxville Catholic, another four-star that's ranked right around the top 100 in the country. Um, so Tennessee's got to finish this class strong and do it with players like those three I just mentioned, Octavius Oxendine, another four-star from the state of Kentucky. If that happens, then Tennessee's going to likely end up getting up there in between that 8 and 13 range. Austin, uh, again, Tennessee's staff's been all over the country this past week. Uh, you know, Harrison Bailey put on a show in his semifinal round for uh, Marietta High School, um, you know, on, on Friday nights, throwing for uh, four touchdowns and running for another one. Uh, he's, you know, Tennessee's quarterback in this class. But Tennessee talked with an athlete that can play quarterback earlier this week uh, by the name of Jimmy Holiday. Well, what, what's your thoughts on Jimmy Holiday? How could he help this class out if he were to choose Tennessee? Well, Tennessee would love to add another piece, you know, to the offensive side of the ball. Jimmy Holiday gives you options because he's an athletic quarterback and he can throw it. He can play quarterback. Um, you know, some schools kind of project him to play receiver 
Um, but Tennessee's going to give him a shot to play running or to play quarterback if he wants to come here. And so Tennessee has done a really good job of showing him that they see him as a quarterback. Jim Chaney, Chris Winkie, they both go in to his house earlier in the week, and they had a full plan, Just kind of a, a you know a full guide to what they envisioned him looking like in this offense, and. Right away, he could come in and be where Tim Jordan and Jawan Jennings have been in the Wildcat. He could be that guy. Instead of running it with a running back or receiver, they could just play the Wildcat with an athletic quarterback, somebody they don't have on this roster, and Jimmy Holiday is that type of guy. So, you know, Tennessee's just looking to add playmakers across the board. They're looking to add really quality defensive linemen, maybe another offensive lineman. Uh, and then who knows where they are with the tailback spot. You know, Jabari Small looks like he could be that guy, and that's the teammate of Amari Thomas. He'll officially visit next weekend. Austin, Jeremy Pruitt's, you know, known for you know, having his own, each college football coach having their own uh, recruiting scale, you know, in terms of stars or whatever. So you're seeing a lot of guys here of late especially picking up an offer from Tennessee, and you're seeing a two-star or a three-star or whatever. And, you know, Jeremy Pruitt evaluates, you know, to, to, to what he sees fit, and he doesn't worry about the, the star rating. But, you know, the, you're seeing a lot of that this week. You know, there's only so many spots available in each class, and it seems like we have this conversation each and every week until you have to reevaluate uh, heading on to the February signing period. But realistically, Tennessee is in on a number of these players, and there will have to be some tough conversations had at some point. Is that right? 100%. You know, Tennessee's going to have to look at some things with their, with their current commits. And, uh, you know, Tennessee's in on a lot of guys. I mean, they're trying to flip a guy like Jay Hardy out of Chattanooga who's committed to Auburn. The best thing that can happen to him for Tennessee would be him not sign early, wait till February, which gives Tennessee an extra month to try to flip him back to, uh, to, to Tennessee. So, you know, ultimately Tennessee's going to have to figure some things out with their class because there's not enough spots for the amount of bodies and quality players they're in on, which means it goes back to the hard decisions and hard conversations you just talked about. Awesome price out on location. Uh, Cohen, the recruiting trail is always for VolQuest.com. Eric Kane here on The Nation uh, this week. And, you know, early signing period just around the corner next week. And, Austin, a couple of receivers that uh, have committed to the University of Tennessee. Tennessee's going to lose Juwan Jennings, Marquez Calloway, Tyler Bird. It will get back Josh Palmer. Brandon Johnson took a redshirt year. You lost Gerard Means, uh, at least put his name inside the transfer portal that doesn't necessarily mean that he's gone but uh inside the transfer portal but there's going to be a need at wide receiver and so tennessee's been hitting the wide receivers hard um but two commitments for tennessee in the class of 2020 jimmy uh colloway said he will sign in the early signing period and jalen hyatt who was very much pro tennessee really balled out in his state championship game yeah jalen's a, a stud I and mean, he can really run jimmy much the same way and credit Tennessee's recruiting uh, department. You know, th- those guys did a really good job of evaluating Jimmy Callaway. And then since then, Oklahoma offers, Auburn offers. And, and you know, all of a sudden he's got a lot more interest out there than he had early in the, se- in the season. And Tennessee's been sitting there with his uh, commitment on their table for several months. So Tennessee's got two quality wide receivers. Probably would like to add a third Darion Williamson is a young man that's committed also in this class, an athlete receiver out of uh, Haywood, but he did tear his ACL. And 
obviously you have to wonder if he, he would be ready to go at this point next year. So you probably need to add another wide receiver in this class if you can do it. But, again, which comes back to spots, number of bodies, yeah. and then positions of need. Another question on recruiting before we uh, we hit our final reset here. Uh, you know, it, news broke over the weekend. Lane Kiffin uh, could become the next head coach at Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin, you know, you know, it could be as early as Saturday night. You know, then the the video services of Knox getting all jacked up, shouting SEC, SEC. Lane Kiffin is in Oxford as Ole Miss's new head coach. Um, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of people on Twitter excited about that. Of course, the former Tennessee head coach for one season. But how would that? You know, Lane's a great recruiter. Uh, you know, how is that going to affect the shakeup in recruiting in the SEC? I mean, I know it's not going to be monumental or anything, but you're bringing in a head coach now that can really get things done uh, in households and uh, on the recruiting trail. Well, I think it changes things in a lot of ways, but it does change the city of Memphis for Tennessee, for Alabama, for Auburn, for any school that tries to come into Memphis. Oxford's just an hour away. That will be a big focal point for Lane Kiffin and his staff. And let's be honest, I think Matt Luke's a phenomenal position coach, did a solid job for the hand he was dealt there as the head coach at Ole Miss. But going head-to-head with Ole Miss, with Matt Luke as the head coach, and going head-to-head with Ole Miss with Lane Kiffin as the head coach, two totally different things. Does it mean that Tennessee's going to get locked out of Memphis? No, that's nuts. But do I think it's going to be harder going forward? Yeah, it will be because you have a really competent head coach who is charismatic, who the players really kind of gravitate towards now in Oxford. All right, he is Austin Price. I am Eric Kane. This is The Nation on the airwaves each Sunday night, 6 to 7 Eastern time, 5 to 6 uh, Central time. We appreciate you guys joining us each and every week. A final segment returns here on The Nation for this week. When we come back, a couple of Tennessee volunteers put their name inside the transfer portal. If we uh, do have to say goodbye to those three players, how's that affect the rest of the roster moving forward does that put an added emphasis on recruiting in the early signing period we'll talk awesome we'll take his comments when we return here on the nation be back in just fans this season enjoy the refreshing taste of Coors Light Dos Equis. Coors Light, the world's most refreshing beer. It's made to chill, and Dosaki is the official beer sponsor of the college football playoff. Both these great brands distributed across the volunteer state by Cherokee Distributing, celebrating responsibly, and 21 means 21. Down the field, Rocky Top, running through the tee. The Big Orange is steeped in tradition. Charlie, Ken, and now me, Kevin Frazier. Frazier's Carpet One is also steeped in tradition. Since 1953, Frazier's has been the name to trust in carpet, hardwood, luxury vinyl tile, and anything for your floors. Call us at 546-4850. We'll come to you. We'll make it easy. Everything for the floor, from the tradition you trust more, Frazier's. When Chrissy Ray and Chuck Tunkin founded Mortgage Investors Group in 1989, the idea was simple. Help people realize the American dream. 29 years and 115,000 clients later, Mortgage Investors Group is the number one lender in Tennessee. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to do your mortgage, but it does take a promise. At MIG, it is their joy to keep promises. Go to MIGonline.com and let them get started on your American dream today. MIG is an equal housing lender. Mortgage License 109111. There's something out there for you and me And the American road is calling 
fueling the American spirit. Cheering on the basketball balls, you can generate a mighty powerful thirst. Be the all-star of your next hoops watch party by passing out some bottle cold Coors Light to your big orange teammates. It's the winning edge to any good time in Tennessee. Two great things that were made great for each other. Rocky Top and Rocky Mountain Cold Coors Light. Great beer, great responsibility. Distributed across Big Orange Country by Cherokee Distributing. Who remind you when you crack open a cold Coors Light, remember to celebrate responsibly. And as always, 21 means 21. You're listening to The Nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of ValQuest.com. Presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Welcome back into The Nation. Here on a Wednesday, or excuse me, here on a Sunday night. Eric Kane, Austin Price out on location here this evening. And the college football playoff field is set. Tennessee head to, or started to head down to the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl for a January the 2nd showdown against indiana and so it's been an exciting sunday as championship weekend has come to a close lsu took the crown of the sec and is the top overall dog in the college football playoff will square off against jalen hurts and oklahoma who took the crown of the big 12 and had some help from uh, utah and uh had some help from utah and georgia losing to squeak in there to that fourth spot that'll be in the chick-fil-a peach bowl in atlanta december the 28th Ohio State is the two seed. We'll score off against the defending national champion Tigers of Clemson, the three seed in the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. Again, that will be on December the 28th. All right, Austin, before I went to break, I teased it. Uh, Tennessee had a couple of players enter the transfer portal, wide receiver, freshman, a little bit of a defensive back as well, Gerard Means, and a pair of veteran offensive linemen and Ryan Johnson and Marcus Tatum. It looks like, you know, no hard feelings for at least – Johnson and Tatum they just want an opportunity to play you only get so long to uh, be a college football player but again that kind of sets Tennessee back where at one time Tennessee was very thin in numbers but because of those guys had a lot of depth this season your thoughts on uh, Johnson and Tatum entering the transfer portal uh, not surprised maybe a little bit more so on Ryan Johnson than I was Marcus Tatum I thought Marcus Tatum was going to be done after this year regardless he really considered leaving last year, and the the staff kind of turned that one around, and he he stuck around, and he was a good teammate this year. He helped them out when uh, they had some guys go down, but not surprised by him at all. Ryan Johnson, more surprised with him a little bit, but you can't blame the kid, a kid that wants to play and wasn't going to get that chance here because you know, Tennessee's just kind of recruited past him. Um, and then, you know, with the wide receiver, Gerard Means, I'm not surprised by him at all because he, as Eric, you're out there at practice, he missed almost every Tuesday there for a while, and it was like he was on the verge of, you know, leaving at some point during the middle of the season, and then Tennessee would calm him down. And I, I don't know what he expected. He was a true freshman. You had a ton of veterans ahead of you like Jawan Jennings and Marcus Calloway and Josh Palmer. Um, but uh, he's put his name in the portal. His name is off UTSports.com too. So I would be shocked if Tennessee, you know, even entertain Tim coming back, even if he wanted to. You know, Jerome Means is a guy that when he came in, uh, you know, recruited as a receiver and wanted to play receiver, but Tennessee had a need at cornerback uh, because of depth issues, and Jerome Means spent uh, all of camp practicing as a defensive back, and for the first couple weeks of the season, um, you know, if I'm trying to put myself in his shoes, it's obviously got to be a little frustrating, but, you know, if there's an opportunity elsewhere, you got to jump at it. But he went back to receiver, and then, uh, again, kind of never saw the – 
saw the light of day at least getting onto the field for for relevant snaps but you know Jeremy Pruitt's been very supportive of guys who want to enter the transfer portal he being a transfer himself back in his playing days and I think that's made as Marcus Tatum was quoted by saying the smoothest transition ever when guys want to look elsewhere for an opportunity yeah I mean I do think that coach Pruitt understands that some guys just want to play or some guys have a dream to do a certain thing he had a dream when he left MTSU to play at Alabama. That was always his dream growing up. And he went and realized it. And so I think he looks at, you know, those players on his team that are unhappy. I think he does look at the situation with each kid and say, okay, is this a smart decision for you? Would it be better to stick around, see if you can win the job? And if not, then go. I'm just surprised that these players entered the portal now. You know, and why not wait till after the bowl season? Um, and just see what happens, you know, come first part of January. This is The Nation presented by MIG or IMG, our our presenting sponsor, and we thank our friends over there as well. Also, Price, Eric Kane, uh, talking Tennessee, again, going to be in the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl against Indiana January the 2nd, but also I want to get your thoughts on the last couple of minutes we have, uh, New Year's Six Bowl games, all right? So you have Baylor and Georgia in the Sugar Bowl, Virginia, Florida in the Orange Bowl, Oregon, Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl, Memphis, Penn State in the Cotton Bowl, and Alabama, Michigan in the Citrus Bowl. Uh, Going to be a couple of good football games, but uh, any any thoughts on the New Year's Six Bowl lineup that was released earlier today? Well, you know, obviously Georgia is going to have some staff changes with Sam leaving to go to Arkansas, uh, you know, as long as that pans out and uh, all the reports are saying it's going to. Um, I still like Georgia in that game just because you've got a veteran quarterback and just some veteran players on that you know offensive line that – lend itself to thinking that the loss of Pittman may be felt long-term but not felt in the short-term. Penn State, I liked him the best Michigan. You know, although, you know, who knows how a team reacts when they've got an interim head coach. Uh, you know, we go back to West Virginia when Rich Rod left, Bill Stewart. They played for him out there in the Fiesta Bowl, and they won that game, and that parlayed him into getting that job. Um, you know, I like Florida to have a really good shot to win in the Orange Bowl. And then in the Rose Bowl, give me Oregon. So Tennessee gets, or excuse me, the SEC gets three teams uh, in the New York Six Bowl games. And, of course, LSU will represent the conference in the college football playoffs. So, again, a lot has settled over the last uh, 24 hours or so. Tennessee will play Indiana in the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. Uh, Austin, again, we talked briefly, got about a minute left, talked briefly on Lane Kiffin heading to Ole Miss. Uh, Sam Pittman now the leader to take over at Arkansas. And, um you got Mike Norvell heading down to Florida State. Quickly, your thoughts on the, the former now the former Memphis coach? Well, I think he'll have a chance to do really well. The biggest question of there is the administration at Florida State and how all that play out around him. But uh, I think Mike Norvell is a great offensive mind, I think a great offensive coach, and uh, I think he'll do really jo- a, a nice job at Florida State as long as they give him time and resources. Uh, Chris Lowe was on location here tonight. Austin Price also on location, but joining us here for the nation. I'm Eric Kane, your host tonight. Austin, I appreciate uh, catching up with you, man. Uh, safe travels, and uh, we'll talk again next week on the nation. Sounds good, Eric. Thank you, buddy.
All right, the nation each and every Sunday. It's 6 Eastern, 5 Central. It's on your radio dials on eight affiliates across the state of Tennessee. Again, our presenting sponsor, uh, MIG. We couldn't do this without them. Thanks to our friends at Texas Roadhouse. Thanks to Chris Lowe and Awesome Price, as always. The college football playoff field is set. You have LSU against Oklahoma, Ohio State against Clemson in the semifinal round. Tennessee will go bowling on January the 2nd. It'll be the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl down in Jacksonville, Florida. From all of us here at the nation, I am Eric Kane signing off. Thanks so much, and we'll talk to you again next week. Listening to The Nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of Rivals and Volquest.com. Presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted by Texas Roadhouse. Sponsored by Mortgage Investors Group, celebrating 30 years and the number one lender in the state of Tennessee. Learn more at MIGonline.com. By Texas Roadhouse, your home for legendary food and legendary service. 12 area East Tennessee restaurants. By Marathon, discover how a full tank of Freedom from Marathon will take you wherever you go. Marathon, fueling the American spirit by Tennessee LASIK Associates, proud supporter of the Tennessee Volunteers. See the difference with Tennessee LASIK by Blue Bunny Ice Cream, available in Neyland Stadium and Thompson Bowling Arena, and by Dos Equis, the official beer sponsor of the college football playoff. Keep it interessante and please enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Distributed across the volunteer state by Cherokee Distributing. The Nation is also brought to you by... Join us again next Sunday across the Volunteer State for more news on college sports and the SEC. This is The Nation, signing off.